Hey everybody, Brad Stevens here, founder and CEO of Outsource Access. We help companies redefine how they scale with offshore affordable staff from the Philippines. Congrats to all fellow winners of the 2023 Real Leaders Impact Awards. We are proud to be among you. About 10 years ago, I woke up to a major growth problem in my last business. Cash was tight, staff was overwhelmed, and tasks were not getting done. Then I discovered the world of offshore virtual staff in the Philippines where English is their second language, so there is no communication or culture gap. I realized outsourcing wasn't just call centers, it was access to college-educated Filipinos to support sales, marketing, operations, customer service, bookkeeping, personal tasks, and more. And in fact, the first woman I hired in the Philippines at 23 is now an award-winning COO of our entire company. It inspired me to launch Outsource Access. One client and YPO member, Ali Jamal, shared their offshore virtual staff Edison automated processes and saved them over 50,000 per year in the first few weeks. It's about finally getting things done and staff focusing on higher value activities. We've grown by over 2,000% in just three and a half years and will double next year. To receive a complimentary outsourcing playbook customized for your industry and to connect with one of our team here at Outsource Access, just visit RedefineScale.com. That's RedefineScale.com or text the word SCALE to 770-954-8440. Two months after hiring my first staff, she sent me a picture of shoes she bought for low-income children because of the opportunity. And now we support thousands of families and the environment with United Nations SDG projects. I'm proud we've grown with impact. To learn more, visit RedefineScale.com. Boom, what up? Hello, bonjour, and hola, real leaders. This is Kevin Edwards, your host here, and I am so excited. You're tuning in to one of our amazing experiences. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, real, and loaded with inspiration, guaranteed to support your impact journey. So sit back, enjoy the listen, folks share a review afterward, and always keep it real. Three, two, and one. Welcome everyone to this episode of the Real Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards, and joining me today, folks, we have the CEO of Armanino. Please give a warm welcome to Mr. Matt Armanino. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Kevin. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Well, Matt, we had a good call last week talking a little bit about purpose, culture, people. I think I asked you one question about Armanino, and we spent about 20 minutes talking about how much you love the culture that it's taken to grow this organization. So that's really where I want to start. A lot of people think there's a silver bullet in this whole growth strategy. And we want to kind of un unveil a lot of those key things that you learned because we all know there's not a silver bullet. So Matt, when I talk, when I talk about culture, I ask you a question about what builds a strong culture, what resonates with you? Well, I think there's, um, our culture is kind of rooted, uh, in the history of this firm, which is a long history. So I'll start, I guess I'll start there. Um, you know, our firm at Kevin was started 54 years ago. I think you asked me last week about uh, me starting the, the firm since my last name's Armanino. And I told you be a, a compliment 54 years ago. And uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> you, you look pretty good for starting the business 54 years ago. That was not me. That was my dad and uh, his best friend actually. And you know, those two guys started the, the, the business um with a couple few simple thoughts in mind and most importantly they wanted to create something that was really unique and different in a few respects 
Um, they looked around, they were 25 and 26 years old, but they already saw an industry where there's a lot of sameness. A lot of the business seemed the same and they thought they could mix it up. And most importantly, they, they thought they could do so in a, in a couple of ways. One is that they, you know, um, if there's a business plan, if you will, there's two elements. One is they would care more about clients than anybody else. They take a, they take a, a vested interest in helping accomplish their dreams. They felt like every client had a dream. They want to be part of that. The second thing is they, if they were successful, they thought they'd hire one person a year. Like that was their ambition. My dad retired 25 years into this, this venture. We had 25 people. So they were pretty good at forecasting that. But the goal there was to treat people like family, you know, to really care deeply uh, about them and their career and the opportunities that they would have. And it's important because that was kind of the, the underpinnings, the, the, the foundation, if you will, uh, of our culture. Today, so much has changed. I mean, we are no longer 25 people, right? We're the 19th largest business consulting accounting firm uh, in our industry in the United States. We're nearly 3,000 people today across 24 different offices in the United States. We serve clients in every single state and abroad. So um, the business has changed so much, but what has been sort of consistent, I guess, uh, Kevin, is a few things. One is those kind of same desires uh, of our, our founders, right? Was to kind of break away from the rest of this industry and, you know, take our own path, I guess. It, it reminds me of the famous Robert Frost uh, poem, The Road Not Taken. Like a, many other firms have gone down the same well-trodden path and they look a lot alike. And uh, I think our founders felt like we can be unique and different in, in, um, in creating our own way. And uh, look, it, it's, despite our success, I think today we still feel like that's a journey. It's a journey that every single soul in this business is part of recreating and reimagining. So um, I think part of, of culture is giving voice, right? Allowing people to um, think about ways to innovate and develop and grow uh, to, to add impact in new ways to our clients, um, to solve problems in, in a world that's, you know, that's very uncertain and changing every day. And I think that is, um, you know, that there's context, I guess, as culture grows and develops and, and much changes, but some things, I guess, stay the same. We talk a lot about purpose. A purpose, a Pat Lencioni, I don't know if you're a fan of Pat Lencioni, but he talks about purpose. Uh, he's a business author, a good friend of our firm, as the, the reason why you exist. I mean, not as an existential question, but the reason why you exist together in business. Like, why do you do this together as opposed to other places? And I think for us, it's about our desire to be the most innovative and entrepreneurial firm that makes a positive impact on the lives of our clients, uh, of our people, our team members, and our communities. And I think we are um, super well positioned to do that today. So um, yeah, it's, that's, that's kind of gets us to the, 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 it's the bedrock. Culture is a sustaining element in the business for sure. And, and Matt, I noticed, um, you know, while you were answering that question, uh, you threw around the word impact a lot. Yeah, it's kind of an ambiguous term for a lot of people. What does impact mean to you? Yeah. I mean, look, I think impact is, is so incredibly important. I think impact uh, provides context and meaning for just about every uh, aspect of our human you know, experience, right? Including you know, the meaning and, and satisfaction that we get from, from work. It applies outside of work, but it certainly applies to work. So the desire to make an impact is what um, 
you know, it's what dif differentiates missionaries from mercenaries, if, mm. if you recall that reference, mm, right? Okay. A mercenary being someone who's very driven, focused on success, um, the benefits they would reap from success. Uh, a missionary, while a missionary cares about success, it's more than that. It's about a desire to strive for significance and for impacting the lives of other people. Um, you know, I'm naturally wired to be a, a missionary. I think the vast majority of people that vote with their feet to be part of our Menino would say the same thing. We care about success, but we feel like the context of our business and what we're doing uh, is the ability to, to make a positive impact on other people. I mean, ultimately, that will have a bigger um, uh, say on our legacy uh, and what we do as a business than anything else. Look at, I think it's closely tied to uh, uh, the entrepreneurial spirit that I mentioned before in, in the business. I mean, as things, uh, you know, change so much, um, we can't be uh, afraid to continue to, to embrace new ideas and, and, and innovation. I think that's, that's, that's just critical. Like our clients are dealing with so many new things thrown their way. Today, you know, we talk about it in terms of, you know, we're living in a VUCA world, V-U-C-A. I don't know if you've heard that acronym, uh, Kevin, but we kind of borrowed it from, from Harvard University. It stands for volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Sounds kind of scary, but I mean, it describes the world we're living in today. Like the, the pace of change is remarkable. The world is spinning so darn fast. Hmm. And I think in a time where there's incredible disruption, and uh, exhilarating advances as well, right? Um, turn on the TV, there's un un unprecedented turmoil, but at the same time, unlimited promise mm. that this is a time when, um, look at the, 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 there's opportunities to do cool things, to open new doors, to create new value, um, to solve problems in new ways that, that, that have never been possible before. before. So uh, impact is about that. It's about a future that's kind of open to everybody, um, the ability to have this kind of breakthrough creativity in a business that, that you know is driving reward beyond just the success of the business and profit, but making a, an impact in, in hopefully the world around us. Like we think we can be a force of good in the world around us, which sounds like, well, that's better than what an accounting and consulting firm does, but we have opportunities to do that each and every day, which is really cool. Well, that's what I'm curious about. You know, let's, let's kind of stay on this VUCA and then why are we doing impact, right? It's like we live in this world of, constant distraction distraction on your phones distraction on on your email but also distracted from things that actually are important to life to this planet to people um <clears throat> i'm curious to learn like how you have learned to break through that noise how are you communicating your impact and how have you seen um you know i guess an impact on your growth um, by breaking through the noise and, and focusing on what matters. Yeah, well, one, you're right. Like there's this uh, noise that's around us all, all the time, right? The tyranny of the, the urgent, if you will. And it's kind of hard at times to make sure we're prioritizing what really matters. Um, no question about that today. I think sometimes people think these conversations about impact and doing cool new things and innovating and, and reimagining um, what you can do in the world around you is somehow really the, the, the purview of um, the sexiest technology companies or, or startups and whatnot. And I think that's really, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, the, the truth is today, these opportunities to break through the noise and do really great things apply to everyone. I mean, sometimes people say our business is this 
you know, in this more traditional industry, old fashioned or average, there's no such thing as average or old fashioned businesses anymore. I mean, it's, there's only average and old fashioned ways of doing business, right? I think that's the key. And, and in fact, I think the opportunities today for us to do extraordinary things um, is probably most pronounced in industries that have done things uh, that have been far too ordinary for, for, for far too long. <laughs> so look at breaking through the, the noise today and, and, and making impact is, is, is really, really uh, uh, key. And I, you know, growth, you mentioned growth. Growth is the output. Like I couldn't care, look, I'm unapologetic about the fact that we've been one of the fastest growing firms in our industry um, over the last 10 year period. I think we might be one of, you know, it's not the fastest, but it's, it's an output. It's not, it, it's not in itself that motivating. We care about long-term sustainable, profitable growth because it creates opportunities mm. for people to do cool things, to have ideas, to express their, their passion in the business, right? For us to say yes to good ideas. It creates opportunities for us to make investments in transforming our business and being relevant and building new capabilities. That's what growth is, is about. Um, it's about giving people a platform to, um, to look around and say, man, this is a cool place, really love it, but I've got ideas for how it can be better. Hmm. And that's what we get super excited about. So that's, that's a journey that doesn't stop. I love that. And Matt, you know, a lot of our listeners are impact-oriented, growth-minded CEOs, but a lot of them are like, it's really interesting. Like a lot of the, the CEOs in our community are like, what should my responsibility be as a CEO, you know, now I'm kind of taking off this founder hat. I'm kind of going into the CEO role. Like what is a CEO's responsibility? What should my maybe day-to-day -day or my focus look like to you? Like what resonates with you? How would you answer that question? Yeah, it's, I, I love it. <laughs> I think that most CEOs, most leaders spend most of their time, you know, um, trying to close performance gaps, right? The difference between what is in their business today and what they believe should be. Right. You know, that leads us to focus on efficiencies, productivity gain. It focuses on improving, improving the past. And I think that what most leaders, we all have to do that, by the way, there's an element of doing that. But I think the most inspired leaders spend more time trying to close opportunity gaps. And that's really the difference between what is today and what, you know, what could be, not what should be. That leads us more into transformation and innovation and um, thinking about the future and, and what we want to build in it. And so I think that's um, where we try to spend our time. But you asked about a kind of a sense of responsibility as well. And I think that's, mm -hmm. that's important. It's important for me. I feel that. But it goes beyond just uh, any individual leader. I think it goes to the heart of business. Again, I think that um, you know, we've been so blessed. We've been so fortunate for so long to be such a strong business. We've done a lot of things right. We've worked hard and we've just had a lot of good fortune. But we've done so well that we feel like we have a sense of, of responsibility, a sense of opportunity, and for perhaps for some, a sense of obligation to, to give back, mm -hmm. to, to do things that help other people. We're in a unique position to do that today. I hope many leaders ask themselves that question. What is the opportunity, the responsibility I have to care for for others in the business and in many cases for us because our because our sense of uh, stakeholder capitalism is very strong in this business is to give back and help people in the business and, and people that we touch in our communities where we work so uh that's that's a very strong motivation for me and for for us at armonino
Well, it's pretty far-sighted. You know, it's not like you're focused just on the day-to-day. You're focused on, you know, the long-term. Let's, you know, focus on maximizing stakeholder value in the organization. Um, I'm curious to learn a little bit more about um, how the whole certified B Corporation certification went. I mean, I'm sure there was, uh, um, you know, some some heated, some healthy debates. There were some a lot of healthy conversations that went into that. Help me understand um, what your experience was like during that certification process and now how it's impacted the growth of your organization. Yeah, it's cool. It's been a journey. It kind of actually brings us back to some extent to to culture. Maybe it's a good example of it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'll um, share a little bit of a story with you. So our culture, and by the, you know, culture is a squishy word. <laughs> I think like I'm a strategy guy. I love strategy. I love thinking about vision and whatnot, but I, you know, I walk into my office and on my whiteboard, there's a quote from Peter Drucker that stays there and it says uh, culture, each strategy for breakfast. It's like a reminder to me that the enduring quality of our success as a firm has to do with people. It has to do with culture. And so while culture means different things to different people for us, it kind of speaks to the, uh, the soul of an organization, right? Your shared values and beliefs that guide people's behaviors in, in the business. And for us, our, our culture, right, revolves around attracting wickedly smart people that um, bring a spirit of uh, a positive energy, of can-do attitude that are empowered with voice, like the ability to speak up with ideas. And most importantly, it's a culture that um, creates structure and incentives around um, teamwork, a culture of teamwork where people can be courageously connected. They can bring their true and authentic self, uh, their whole self to our business every day and work with others to, to achieve collective success. Like it's not about you individually. It's about how do we win all together and everybody benefits from that. And I, I mentioned that to you, Kevin, because as an example of this culture, years ago, we had uh, you know, one of our team members that we hired out of San Luis Obispo and he was like in his second year with us. And while he was in college, he was doing some consulting on the side, working with companies to achieve B Corp status. Like he thought this was like a, a really cool thing. He got passionate about it. He learned about it. It's quite a process to become a B Corp. You know, Real Leaders is a B Corp. Um, Armanino is, I think, the largest B Corp in our industry. I hope there's many more to follow. But he came forward, a second year person in, in this firm with so many people, and raised his hand and said, Hey, I'd like to have a discussion about this. He came to me directly and said, would you consider this path to become a B Corp? At the time, I said, what is that? Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about it. And as we learned more about what it meant, about the, the journey to becoming a B Corp, what the, the impact it would have on our business, we got super excited by it. Um, it is a journey, you know, as you know, right? Uh, uh, you know, sustainability in, in the business, how we, how we invest in this, it's, it, is a, it is a journey involves a lot of people. But I got to tell you, We've got many people today that would say that one of the primary reasons they chose to come to Armanino was because of how our culture is felt. It's not just words, how it comes to life. It comes to life through our foundation, the good works we do through our Armanino Foundation. But B Corp is a, is a big deal. Like they believe that Armanino can be a force for good in the world. So um, I don't know how many uh, folks on the line or under, you know, know about a B Corp. Like I said, I didn't. But, you know, being a B Corp is, um, you know, I think it's a humble badge of honor today. It's, it's, it's those businesses who take corporate uh, responsibility efforts to a whole new level, right? It, it, by, coming a certi- by becoming a certified B Corp, 
you are um, part of a global trend. You're accelerating a shift to redefine business to some extent um, around how, you know, what's a success look like? Can we build a more inclusive and sustainable economy with business? Can we balance profit with purpose? Um, can we elevate the standards of social and, and environmental um, performance with more public transparency around that, more, more legal accountability around that? Like that's daunting. We had that conversation uh, in, in our partnership ranks. At first, there's some people raising their hands saying, what are we doing? Does this make sense? And today I can't imagine that we didn't do this. Like we have teams of people that every day are working on initiatives that are so cool. We just finished, uh, I'll, I'm just proud of the organization. I'll just give you an example. Last month, uh, it ended on Earth Day. We partnered with Treatem. Mm -hmm. Treatem, I don't know if you know that they're another, B, uh, another certified B Corp. They're a really cool organization that supports um, the development of um, forests, of build, replanting trees uh, all across the, uh, the world. So through multiple con continents. And we partnered with Treatum um, to encourage our employees to donate via the purchase of trees. And the idea that was that we could purchase these trees, they'd be planted as part of a, a larger Treatum forest, and we could... Um, said, here's the Armanino sort of forest that we're building. And we, we had a challenge aspect. We said, let's plant 2,400 trees. And we, we brought our people together. We ended up donating more. We planted just shy of 2,700 trees. We, it was awesome. Um, you know, removed 275, uh, I think, tons of, of CO2 from, from the atmosphere. Like, it was great. We, we reduced our carbon footprint. But our people... We're so passionate about it. Like notes going across the firm every day about this rallying the cause. It just, it just makes me super proud. Again, like we're doing great work every day, but there's something more. There's something more in this ability to give back. One other quick example, because it happens tomorrow. And this is something I'd probably love best about our firm. We do something called the Great Give. Uh, it's happened for 15 years now. We shut down the entire firm. Every single person in our business, all you know, 3,000 souls in the business give back to 125 different organizations across the US in teams together, doing all kinds of community service and projects. It's incredible. People love it, they get excited by it, everybody participates. Um, it's just an amazing thing. And so these are some of the examples uh, of being a B Corp, of people coming together and wanting to make impact uh, in the world and our communities around us. It's part of what, like I said, it's a huge part of the fun factor, it's part of the glue that, that makes us uh, a unique uh, community. Well, it seems like for someone like you and your organization, it's very, I guess, people-centric, very culture-first, that this is really a catalyst for, I guess, molding the fabric of that culture, which contributes to your growth in a long-term perspective. You know, it's it's what an impact leader is. You're growing not just to grow, but growing to, you know, transform lives and, and make an impact at the end of the day. Matt, in all of this, what is your definition of a real leader? Yeah, well, it's only one question I knew you were going to ask me because I've listened to your, your podcast and you ask everybody that. Um, look at, I think for me, I think about leaders I've been so impressed with throughout my career and at work, outside of work. And I think there's a couple common traits. There's probably two in particular that stand out to me. And one for sure is the ability to uh, foster and, and communicate a compelling vision about the future, about what's ahead of us, something that excites and inspires people to want to come together and do great things, to do more than they ever thought was possible. That's a common trait in leadership. I think the second quality is uh, an authentic 
desire to maximize the potential of people in an organization. And so on those two things, I think on the vision piece, um, real leaders that I've been fortunate to work with have had the ability to see beyond the, the immediate. You know, back to your point of like the, this tyranny of the urgent, everything that's busy, they've been able to see beyond that. And they've been willing to embrace change and new ideas. Like they know that the best ideas don't just come from them at the top and magically trickle down through their organization, right? There's a very viral bottoms up culture where everybody um, can participate in that. But by, by having that, that vision um, and leading from the front on it, they can articulate it in a way that resonates with a team that gets people to want to drive towards collective action and, 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 and achieve great things. I think the second thing um, there about, you know, bringing out the best in, in people, I mean, that is so darn important. As I suggested before, I think that's, that would be the biggest mark on all of our legacy when we're all said and done. And, and what I see real leaders do in that respect is that they, they make it their mission to some extent to create an environment in a business that encourages um, personal growth and, and success and, and people being able to show up and, and pursue that in a way where they're supported and they feel comfortable. Um, they excel at recognizing that there's a lot of differences in people. And you got to identify the unique qualities that people have, right? And nurture them in each team member in a way that, um, that allows the whole team to do, to, to do magical things together collectively. So um, look at, I think the combination of being people-centric, of caring about maximizing the potential of people around a vision that has more to do with us than me um, is a remarkable thing. I, I've seen the magic happen with that. So much more can be accomplished than, than businesses that are more focused on everybody trying to you know, maximize outcomes for just themselves. So that's what real leaders do in my mind. Powerful. Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show today. For Matt Armanino, I'm Kevin Edwards asking you to go out there, foster vision, culture, growth, and always keep it real. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Hey, Real Leaders, thanks again for listening to this amazing episode. And if you're someone like me who goes all the way to the end just to make sure I can extract as much information, education, and inspiration out of every single interview, might I suggest you check out our magazine. If you go online to realleaders.com today, you're going to get the first 30 days for free where you're going to be able to access all of our magazines courses, and live events from some of the top thought leaders around the world. All you have to do is go online to realleaders.com and click the subscribe button in the top right corner to get your free 30-day trial right now. Again, that's real-leaders.com. Thanks again for being a real leader and always keep it real. Hey, Real Leaders, thanks again for listening to this amazing episode. And if you're someone like me who goes all the way to the end just to make sure I can extract as much information, education, and inspiration out of every single interview, might I suggest 
you check out our magazine. If you go online to realtors.com today, you're gonna get the first 30 days for free where you're gonna be able to access all of our magazines, courses, and live events from some of the top thought leaders around the world. All you have to do is go online to realleaders.com and click the subscribe button in the top right corner to get your free 30-day trial right now. Again, that's real-leaders.com. Thanks again for being a real leader and always keep it real.